Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of My Journal Brought to Life podcast edition. My name is Miranda and about two years ago I started an Instagram page called My Journal Brought to Life and it started just as a way of me posting my feelings in an art form just for like my own sake Um, and I felt like it might help like a couple of people but I didn't think that two years later I'd be doing a podcast for it and that two years later I'd have more than 40,000 people following me and it has just been like the greatest adventure as corny as that sounds to be able to share my thoughts with the world have people tell me how they feel about it And in doing that, create this community that advocates for mental health, advocates for feeling your emotions, and it just gives a safe space to me, but also to all the people who follow it. And I'm really thankful for that because I didn't realize how much I needed to work through stuff. And my art has allowed me to do that. And it's also allowed me to feel a lot less alone in whatever I'm going through, because if 40 thousand plus other people see my work and can connect to it it kind of forces me to see that I'm not alone but it also has forced me to see that my words matter because like my therapist says she's like okay well if you think that you don't deserve these 40,000 followers then you're basically saying that 40,000 people are dumb and I obviously don't think that so it's really forced me to have that confidence that my words matter But it's also just given me so much gratitude for this community that I've created. And throughout the two years, like I said, I've posted my art about my emotions, about anything I was going through. But I've also started to utilize it as a way of me giving advice based on things that I've gone through. And I think that that's super beneficial because I've always felt like the reason for going through stuff is to find like the lessons through it to then help other people I've always felt like that was really the only reason sometimes to go through bad stuff because if I'm going through it and then I can help somebody else who's going through something similar then that gives the whole situation more value than if I just had to go through it and feel really bad so I've started talking about therapy I started talking about emotional awareness I've started talking about heartbreak I do Q&A's I do just conversation and another thing that was really big for me was that I have tried to cut out social media so many times over the last years especially like when the pandemic happened I really was like I this is just such a toxic space but no matter how much I deleted it and no matter how good I felt when I was off of it I still felt pulled back because well honestly we're all addicted to it as much as we don't want to admit it but I wanted to find a way to still use social media but add something that wasn't there already and I feel like a big issue with social media is the lack of honesty of like what we're really going through and I understand like the whole platform was originally built just to share pictures but it's such a larger thing now and I think we have to be really careful about how we use it and so I figured if I start posting like my emotions then it would help other people feel more safe on the internet as well and kind of create this safe space that allowed people to feel more comfortable and to just know that they're not alone so that was my other main reason for wanting to like have a platform on social media and somebody like Victoria Brown Garrick or Eli they're just so honest on the internet and I think that that makes such a difference for the people watching because you realize that you're not alone and you realize how much of social media is curated so with that I just thought I could really make a difference 
on the internet and it was really weird to feel like that because becoming an influencer is such a thing that everybody wants to do and I still sometimes am like does what I say matter but I always go back to what I was just saying about how if more than 40,000 people follow me like there's a reason and I'm really trying to step into that and one of the ways that I'm doing that is by creating a podcast and I've always wanted to have one especially since I started the page because I feel like some of the things that I've discussed especially like the last year as I've started talking more and more in my stories some of the things that I discussed just cannot be talked about in just a minute or two minutes and I feel as if you really have to dig into them and you really have to like talk about it in detail and this is just a side note but I did not realize how out of breath I would be doing this podcast I'm five minutes into recording and I feel like I keep having to take the deepest of breaths I don't know if it's because I had coffee or what but I'm like genuinely so out of breath right now so if I sound winded I'm so sorry but I just wanted to give a little bit of a background in case anybody somehow found this podcast without knowing who I am or why I'm on the internet. And before I get into it, I just want to say like I am genuinely so thankful for anybody who's listening and for anyone who has followed me along the last two years or even before because I feel like it's given me so much space to heal and when I create a post I'll look back on it a year later and I won't even be able to I'm not even able to like really remember what it felt like in the moment I created it because it's as if when I create it it's like coming out of me and it's me accepting that emotion and me really allowing myself to feel that emotion and then once it's out there it doesn't feel as heavy because it's not only mine anymore and it's just so special to look back on my art and see this like it is literally an online journal at this point of just all these things I've gone through and I face and I've had to deal with and it's a really special thing that I've been able to heal in this way and that my art that has healed me has I think healed other people as well and I'm just really proud of myself and the community that I've created and so I'm just really thankful for anybody who has been a part of it. So the topic I want to talk about for the first episode is going to be mental health and therapy because it's something I talk about a lot on my Instagram and just in general, it's a big theme of my life and it's a big part of my daily life. And therapy is also one of the topics that I always want to talk about on my story, but then I go to make a video about it and I feel like it's impossible to touch on the things I want to talk about in just a minute or two minutes. And it really needs to be this larger discussion, especially as I've been in therapy like intensely the last two years, I've learned that there's like these big topics that you touch on in therapy that are just repetitive that you're like slowly learning about. And then those topics end up leading into that next big topic that you're really focusing on for a couple months. And just discussing that needs to be done on a longer form platform. So that's why I wanted to talk about this and I also think that it's a really good fit for what my page is about because I actually started journaling when I first got anxiety for the first time which I'll get into and obviously my page's name is my journal brought to life so I thought that it'd be very fitting for the first episode just to get into this and start talking about just in general what I've learned in therapy because I've been going for a long time and just like I said I've always thought that the things that I go through in life 
are made to then help other people get through those same things. And so, especially when it comes to therapy, I'm aware that I'm so lucky that I get to go and I'm so privileged that I financially can go and that I have the time and that I make the time to go and I want to share everything I can from therapy with people. I want to make it clear this is not a substitute for therapy, but I think that it's really important to have an open dialogue about it and just be honest about how difficult it is and how proud of yourself you should be when you go. Therapy is no feat. It's one of the hardest things I've had to do, but it also has changed my life in so many ways that I really want to make sure that I can use everything I've learned to help people as much as possible. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I feel like it's important to talk about just my experience with therapy and why I started therapy before I get into the recent lessons I learned because over the years it's definitely been changing dynamics with therapists and also changing needs of what I really need to get out of therapy. So I feel like it's just important to kind of discuss that before I get into the nitty gritty of what I'm like working through now. So when I was in high school, it was about, I think it was my junior or senior year of high school is when I started feeling these bits of anxiety. And I like vividly remember my, I don't know if I would say it's a panic attack because I didn't have like some of the symptoms that people say is a panic attack. But then in some ways I've never felt like that in my life besides maybe one or two other times so maybe it was I'm not really I'm not really sure but it was in English class and I had gotten in a really like I don't know if you would say traumatic but I had gotten in like a really big fight and falling out with the person that I was like literally so in love with and he had just like tried to grab me in the hallway at school and I was like don't touch me and I walked away and then I went to English class and I had to take like a thematic reader test which I think that's what it's called I was never an English girly. He basically, it was like, not FCAT, but it was like practice for the AP test. And I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not a good reader. You would think that because I'm a writer, I'm an artist, that I read books and that I like can comprehend things, but reading was never my topic. So just in general, those tests really stressed me out. And then having this person who I'm in love with try to grab me in the hallway after I had not talked to him for a week and after he had literally told me he was in love with me and then had a girlfriend like it was just all like a mess and as a 16 year old 17 I think I was 16 16 year old 17 year old and you're dealing with that that's like the worst thing that you can go through and I just didn't know how to process that as a teenager so yeah I'm trying to take my thematic reader test and I remember I like skipped a page because I was so out of it and the the things that we were reading looked very similar so I thought it was just like a double copy so I didn't do half of the exam and in general even when I did do the full exam I was not getting great grades so I remember that freaked me out when I realized that like two minutes before the test ended and it was just an overflow of emotions and I went to the bathroom and I called my friend that was a year older than me and I was just like sobbing and I felt like I could not breathe I was just unwell and then like I remember my teacher like helped me calm down when I came back she can tell I was like not well gave me peanuts gave me water whatever and then I like left and I saw him in the hallway with his girlfriend and I again like started crying saw my teacher like it was a whole thing um so I think that was like the first triggering things like anything to do with our relationship was very triggering and I would, I started slowly getting anxiety through that and I definitely was an anxious child 
Um, I wouldn't say like super, super anxious child, like never needed therapy or anything, but I remember I would have bad dreams. I would have difficulty sleeping, especially my dad had a kidney transplant when I was very young, third or fourth grade. So I always had anxiety about that. Like I would have nightmares a lot about him dying. I would say it's still probably one of the things that triggers my anxiety the worst, but I had never felt it the way that I did in high school until that day that I'm talking about. And then throughout high school, like it got better. That was just like a minor panic attack. And then I would get a little anxious about our relationship. It was nothing crazy. And then about a year later, when we were like applying for undergrad and starting to actually like talk about, okay, high school's ending. We have about two months left. That feeling of uncertainty hit me for the first time. And it was something that I had never felt before. And I remember when I would tell my best friends that I felt anxious, I didn't know the word for it. So I remember vividly we'd be sitting in class and my best friend would be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, no, I feel weird. But I didn't know what that feeling was. And there was a lot of uncertainty. I started talking to somebody else and went to a different school and he was going to a different college and I didn't know what was going to happen with that. And I had no ability to communicate at the time because I was a teenager and I didn't know how to be like, hey, what's going on with us? And just like I said, the uncertainty of what was coming next was just so hard for me to bear that it just kept getting worse and worse. I'd feel anxious at school, nothing like throwing up, but I would just feel really anxious. I would feel very out of it, like very out of my body. And then I don't remember exactly what triggered it, but I remember laying in my bed with my mom and I just could not stop crying and it was like no matter what I just was like crying and crying and crying and like we fell asleep in bed together and that would happen like night after night for a while and like I said at that point there was nothing specifically that happened that triggered me to be crying but I just knew there was something wrong and I didn't know like what was making me upset and that's very stressful as a 17 year old to feel so out of control of your body and thankfully, I had people that were close to me that had gone through similar things recently. And so I kind of had like a path to go. And thankfully, my parents are open to the idea of mental health and to getting help when you need it. Because I know a lot of people who struggle with this, even now at my age or way older than me, that don't really have an outlet or don't really have people they can talk to about it like genuinely about how it's impacting their life because the people around them don't understand. So looking back, I know that my life could have been a lot differently if when I was that age crying, if my parents were like sucked up because they helped me so much. And also they, like I said, we knew people who knew therapists. So I went to a therapist for the first time when I was 17. And I remember like I really didn't tell that many people about it in high school because it was just not something that we thought to talk about. And there were some friends I had that understood, but then there were some that I remember I'd be like, hey, I'm anxious. And they'd be like, I'm anxious too. I get over it. Those are people that are not in my life anymore. But the people that were understanding at the time, for the most part, are still in my life. Because when you go through that and you realize that people are there for you and like supporting you and they're down to be there for you no matter what those are the people that typically stay in your life so I was 17 I went to therapy and that therapist definitely helped me but I would say that that therapist I was at for like four months before I went to undergrad 
she was helping me with just the things that were on my mind so for example that relationship I was talking about that was like super toxic I talked about that a lot and just how to work through that and I talked about like my fears about moving out my fears about change um but mainly it was just talking about how to work through the specific things that were happening in my life and I feel like for the most part when I would go to therapy from 17 to when I was 23 that's how therapy was because at my undergrad USF they had therapists that you could see there but because USF has so many students you could only go a certain amount of times and they also would have you log how you're feeling that day and if they saw that your emotions were like getting better over time they would be like okay you're, you're discharged so it wasn't like a long-term therapy in terms of diving into the why of how you feel why of like reasoning of why you feel certain ways and how to move through that it was more so what are you dealing with right now and for me it was like breakups friendship breakups friendship changes um a lot of it was talking about burnout because i have a really bad habit of making lists of things to do that are like 20 tasks long and then wondering why i'm not getting them done and then feeling really bad about the fact that i didn't get them done when they're not a realistic list of things to do that is something that i'm still working on but something that i would talk about in college so like i said from therapy from 17 to about 23 it was just always talking about how to work through the things i was dealing with whether it was a friendship breakup whether it was okay grad school's hard like how do i manage that better throughout my time or grad school's hard how do i manage my time better that sort of thing but I feel like when I started therapy recently with my new therapist, like I think it was two years ago, is when I saw really like the deep work that goes into therapy because I had been going to therapy, like I said, for a good amount of time, but I never felt that exhaustion from it. And I never felt that quote, how people always say therapies work. I never really felt that way. But my therapist now really challenges me and I've created this relationship with her where I feel very comfortable just I will she'll be like oh how are you doing and I will just vent for 10 to 15 minutes sometimes crying sometimes sobbing and we've built a very good relationship and I just feel like it's changed my life and the difference between now and the therapy I've done before is that at the beginning the first couple months I was like I said, talking about things that were going on. So like changing dynamic with parents as I'm living with them, as I'm getting older and changing family dynamics and the things I was dealing with in grad school. But then as we started going into that, all of that stuff was worked through. And now I was talking about things that were bothering me and we were digging deeper into the psychological or like the psychology behind why your brain is thinking that way and we really started digging deep into certain topics that are ingrained in me that make me see the world in the way that I did that was maybe not helpful and I really needed that because when I went to therapy I knew I was very anxious and I knew that I had codependency issues with my friends um, but I didn't realize all that goes into how I was feeling and I've been going to her for two years and we still are working through all of these different things and 
it's just insane like how much I've learned about myself throughout these last two years and how much it's helped me see the world in a different more positive way and it helps me understand also how my anxiety always had not always but like it was more anxiety than depression for me but I feel like early 20s and into grad school when I was like 22 23 that anxiety and the beliefs I created about myself with that anxiety started to turn into a depression because my self-esteem was really low which I don't think people would realize that about me if they just met me because I'm so confident and I'm so outgoing but the thing is that I'm so confident and I'm so outgoing but then I'm thinking oh my god am I being annoying am I being too much and I, am I being this am I being that and so just in general my self-esteem and like my attachment style how I see my friendships has really changed a lot and I just feel like in general I believe in myself more even on my bad days and this therapist has just helped me so much and so the topics that I learned with this therapist are what I really want to get into because like I said there's these like overarching themes as we go as I go into therapy where I'll talk about something maybe like three to six months and it turns into me realizing that it's the same thing over and over within the same overarching topic and I become more and more aware of it and then we're able to kind of work through it and fix it so that is what I want to talk about and funny enough I just said the word awareness the main first thing that I really had to work through in therapy is the topic of awareness because something that I do not as much anymore but something that I did a lot when I first started in my daily life that really would turn into turmoil and like I said would turn into depression is that I would become aware of a problem or something that I needed to fix or maybe something that I didn't do right. For example, I was aware that when I'm really anxious, I talk maybe more than my friend and when we're in a conversation, I unintentionally don't listen to what they're saying and I'm just so hyper-focused on what is going on in my brain that I forget, literally forget to ask how they're doing and that can come across as that I don't care about them, as I'm saying like my what I'm going through is more important than them and so I became aware of that but when I became aware of that I instead of just changing it beat myself up about it so that's where a lot of me being really hard on myself came from because I become aware of a problem I have or something that I do that's maybe a subconscious habit and I would become aware and then I would beat myself up for it and I would just continuously beat myself up for it until I started therapy. And then I would talk about it in therapy and she would be like, okay, but awareness is the first step. Now we realize that you're doing this. Now we wouldn't know how to change it or that it needed to be changed if you weren't aware that it was happening. And I would say to her, okay, but whenever I become aware of something, then I feel so guilty and I feel so bad that I'm doing it. And it turns into this spiral of like, I'm a bad person. And it turns into all these beliefs that I start creating about myself. And she always like, like I said, when, when I'm saying like, we're digging into like the same type of topic for maybe three to six months is that she would repeat things over and over. And I would get kind of annoyed. Like, why are you saying the same thing? And I realized that repetition is so crucial because then when I, then when I would start thinking in that way, I would start telling myself the things that she was saying repeatedly so 
one of those things is that I would say, like I just mentioned, okay, but I'm aware of this problem, but then I'm making myself feel really bad about it. And she would say, okay, how long, how long do you have to feel bad about it before you can fix it? And she would just say like little remarks like that where I'm like, dang, you're right. She's like, how long are you going to let yourself do this until you let yourself off the hook? And she said that a lot of people, they feel like they need to take X amount of time to like guilt themselves about it before fixing the issue. And that is not really like a step that's necessary. And another big discussion in terms of like being hard on yourself is she would ask me if I would say the things I'm saying about myself to my friends, my family, me specifically, she knows I'm obsessed with my niece and my nephew. And she's like, would you say that to them? And I obviously would never say you're an idiot, you're a bad friend, you're this, you're that to my niece. That's not even like fully a human yet. And that, just hearing that over and over, sometimes I would know she was going to say it before she would even say it. And I am at the point now when she does things like this, where I'm like, stop, like, oh my God, like, stop, shut up. I don't tell her shut up, but like, I'll laugh at her because I'm like, I know she's right. But at the beginning, you get so pissed. I would get so pissed at her. And then I'm not going to show her I'm pissed because it's like, she's just doing her job. But like, I would fight back at her about certain things. And she was, she was always right. (laughs) She's always right. And so we would discuss this over and over. Like I would realize a belief I had about myself or I would realize this really bad habit I have. And we were really working on becoming aware of it and just taking the steps I need to fix it without that extra step in the middle of making myself feel like crap about it. And this just in itself, talking about it, it's very obvious why it's helped my self-esteem because it is true. I really don't have as much of that middle step in my life anymore. For example, if I was trying to lose weight and I ate cake, I, there's no need to make yourself feel bad about it for a month. Just, okay, what can I do better next time? And it also has made me realize how reactive I am and it's helped me kind of chill and not be as reactive, something I'm still very much so working on. But I think that The topic of awareness is so important and that was the main topic I was really digging into for the first six months to a year because it's true if you're not aware, for example, that you have a lack of boundaries with your friend or a lack of boundaries with family members or a lack of boundaries with work versus relaxing, then you don't know to change that. And there's really no need to make yourself feel bad about something that you didn't even realize you were doing because you really wouldn't talk about that in the way that you talk to yourself to anyone that you love so that was really important for me to learn and it's also really important for me to learn because it goes into the idea of like the other overarching topics i've been talking about in therapy and the main one is the the beliefs that we have about ourselves you need to be aware of the beliefs you have about yourself before you can change them but it's really 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 hard to do but it's crucial and I'm definitely still in the phase of realizing the beliefs I hold about myself but the awareness factor has been so crucial I'm just going to keep saying that because I had no idea the beliefs I had about myself and as I'm talking in therapy and as we're working through the topic of beliefs I'm at the point in therapy where as I'm talking or even before therapy, something that I've realized is that I'll realize this belief I have about myself 
and I'm able to be conscious enough to know and have the awareness this this isn't true but this is a belief I have about myself and that's really important because realizing it's not true you kind of know okay I need to stop acting so hardly on this belief I kind of have to pull back and really think about it before moving forward whereas before I was as aware of the way I think I would think something like oh he doesn't like you because why would he like you you're so annoying you're so loud and I would think that and I would just believe it I wasn't aware of the concept of the fact that thoughts aren't always true they just are filtering in and out and your brain is constantly filtering them but now I'm aware so when I have really negative thoughts about myself or just thoughts in general that are not helpful it's much easier for me to catch it and be like wait I need to not think like this Um, but I'm kind of at the point in therapy where I'll have this belief about myself and sometimes I realize I have the belief but I just don't necessarily know how to fix or change the belief and something else that therapy's taught me is that it's a stepping it's like stepping stones of progress so yes I don't know how to fully fix the beliefs I have about myself but now I'm at the point where I can become aware of it and acknowledge the fact that it's not true and I can acknowledge the fact that it's a belief and not a fact about myself so a lot of times I'll bring it to her and be like for example one of my last sessions I honestly haven't been able to go as much because I've been doing my internship if for those of you who don't know I'm a student um, I'm getting my master's in occupational therapy and I just did my last field work and it was an hour away so it was very difficult for me to find time to go but when I really needed to I would literally drive to work an hour early I started work at nine I would do a zoom at eight o'clock and then I would go into work at nine but because of the fact that that was like so difficult and I added an hour into my day whatever I haven't been going as often so one of the last sessions that I did I think it was in August was discussing this belief I realized about myself was basically that I realized that I had been thinking that a lot of the things in my past romantic relationships were my fault. It's crazy because I'm trying to think of that discussion. And because it was so long ago, because I've worked on it a lot, I don't really remember the exact like whole discussion. But it basically was just, I realized that the way I was looking at relationships was in a, a light of fear. And how I get really scared to even go into relationships because the romantic situations that I've had have not been great and I'm just really terrified of getting hurt again and I I know that that's not the way to go about it and I know that in order to meet people I have to put myself out there but I just didn't really know how I don't I didn't feel like I really had the tools to do that but I knew I wanted to so that's an example of where I'm like realizing something that's not beneficial to me but I don't know really how to work through it and what to do next and I'll bring that to her and we'll discuss it and that's something I definitely I think over the last couple months been like working on and just trying to put myself out there more and trying to not um, look at myself in such a bad light just because things have happened to me in the past but it's just so hard (laughs) I don't want to get too much I don't want to get too off topic but that is something I've been working on a lot in therapy when I do go is just how to undo everything that I've learned in the past about relationships because I have trauma 
it's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, it's weird that I feel like I have so much relationship drama, trauma, whatever you want to call it, because I've never actually been in a relationship. But the beliefs that I hold about myself because of the fact that I've never been in a relationship, that's something I've had to talk about with her because at like 21, I was thinking it's fine. Like I'm just 21 and now I'm 25 and I'm thinking, oh my God, am I going to be single in five years again? And as I have everybody around me, literally almost every single person close to me engaged or not engaged, but very close to being engaged, I created a big belief about myself, which is that it's my fault that I'm doing something wrong because everybody around me is in a relationship. And it's so hard because it's not like it's, okay, I got into a relationship two months. It's every single one of my best friends has a relationship. The shortest, I think, is two or three years. Longest is nine years. And it's just, that's like one of the biggest beliefs I'm having to really work through right now because I had that belief about myself for so long that as time kept going by I'm the problem like all the guys that I've been with I have like long-term relationships now and have had long-term relationships since me and I haven't and so I kind of over time created this belief about myself that I'm the problem I'm the reason and that's one of the like I said, one of the big relationship things I've really had to work through in therapy. And this is another thing that I think is so important and why having a therapist is important is because I can talk about this with my friends all I want, but of course your friends are going to say, no, you're not the problem. And they're going to say that. So you you know that your friends, if you have good friends, are going to be like, no, you're not the problem. It's the men, blah, 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 blah. And it literally feels like blah, 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 like shut, shut up. Like, I get so mad at my friends, to be honest, because they all have, like, these great relationships, and that's awesome. I'm not mad at them. Like, I'm super happy for them, but it's really frustrating, and like I said, going to therapy and becoming more aware of the beliefs I had, I realized also that I've been looking at my life in not as grateful of of a way, because I felt like I have really good family, I have really good school, I have my art page, I have all these things going, but I'm still single. So my life can't be as good until I have a relationship. And having a relationship really isn't something you can fully control. So that's another thing that would make me really sad. Probably was one of the reasons why I was feeling so depressed and hopeless. So having someone that I can now talk to about that, that's unbiased, that can give me concrete things to do to move forward. And as I'm starting to navigate when I'm liking someone has been so helpful. The last session I did with her, I have a crush and again i'm becoming just so aware of all these beliefs i have about relationships not even about myself but i feel like our generation has so many toxic beliefs about relationships and it's hard to get like a concrete advice piece of advice because everybody has such different beliefs of like, oh, no matter what, if he's not texting you within this amount of time, you need to drop him. If he's not doing this, you need to drop him. He should be doing this. He should be doing this. He should be doing this. And just placing a lot of meaning on a lot of different things. And sometimes I don't even know where to start or how to feel. And so having her to talk about my crush and just to talk about the way I'm feeling about it and kind of see it from a different point of view has been really helpful because men communicate and a lot 
of different ways than we do especially me i'm an over communicator so i just talk i want to know i ask deep questions like i want to know how you're feeling how you're doing and i'm expecting this is quote from her i'm expecting men or the people in my life to communicate in the same way that i communicate and that's not realistic because we're all different and i'm placing meaning on how he communicates because of this so like if he doesn't respond to me i place a lot of meaning on that even if in person we're great it's just a lot life is a lot especially as an adult and therapy helps so much and that's where i'm currently at with it i think that there's a lot to dive into in terms of the topic of therapy and mental health but i just wanted to do a little run through of everything i've been working through recently and just start the discussion. And I know that I'm going to have a million other podcasts on therapy. I want to do a Q&A once I start getting into it more. And I just want to keep sharing my stories with you all. But for now, like I said, that's about it in terms of the topic of therapy, mental health. I think that I guess the last thing I'll say is that it takes work. And it takes you feeling ready to go in order to go. So if you know that therapy is something you want to do and you genuinely don't feel ready, then take the time you need to feel ready. But also, kind of find that middle ground where you're never going to fully feel ready because it's something super scary. But you have to just take it day by day. And I know that I have had therapy since I was 17, so I'm very used to how it goes. But take the time to find a therapist that really fits your needs at the time. And maybe that's a good start before you go into it. Think about what you're wanting out of therapy. And also, <laughs> there's a lot of like side notes, pins. If you don't know what you need out of therapy, but you're really feed it, feeling that want to talk to someone, go and just, just chat. You don't have to open up about every single thing that's ever happened to you in the first session. It takes a lot of time to feel comfortable and to build the rapport. And I've heard a lot of people say it's like dating. So just try different therapists be patient with yourself about finding one that you think can fit your needs and just go from there i think that just the idea and thinking of therapy is a huge step so even if you're not ready but you're you're kind of feeling like you need to go soon give yourself that space and just be proud of yourself that you're taking any step forward even looking up therapists in your area that's a step forward but also be aware of the fact that it is going to take mental energy because when i first started with this therapist i had school only two days a week in person and the rest was self-scheduled i could basically do stuff when i wanted as long as it was in by the due date and i would have days where i had therapy and i genuinely could not do anything else for the rest of the day just because i was sobbing for most of it and i'm crying about these deep-seated beliefs and i'm having all these revelations and it's a lot because then after you're kind of processing you're thinking about it and like i said once you become aware then you start seeing the world differently and you start to feel a lot of resistance which i definitely will have to talk about in, in another episode but that's a part that's really difficult too is just you become aware of things and you start seeing the world in a different way and it's very very overwhelming and that i think is another reason why when people start to go they stop going because you really have to push through those moments of discomfort in order to get to the place of healing. And some people just feel like they, they don't have the space to do that. And I want you to know that it's okay. It's normal. But 
believe in yourself enough to push through those challenges because it is so worth it. I'm so thankful for anybody who listened to this. I'm so thankful for the community that we have on My Journal Brought to Life. If you want to join us on Instagram, my tag is My Journal Brought to Life. On TikTok, my tag is My Journal Brought to Life underscore. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you soon.